0: Thus says the Lord God, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek, and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. Yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts, but who will endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like the refiner's fire, or like the fuller's lie. He will sit refining and purifying silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, refining them like gold or like silver that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. Then the sacrifice of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord, as in the days of old, as in years gone by. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Since the children share in blood and flesh, Jesus likewise shared in them, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who through fear of death had been subject to slavery all their life. Surely he did not help angels, but rather the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every way, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest before God to expiate the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested through what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people, Israel. Hallelujah. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for the purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people Israel. The gospel of the Lord. And suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek. So wrote the prophet Malachi. And that is what happened. Mary and Joseph took the baby Jesus to the temple. And like Jews, since the time of Moses, when their firstborns were passed over by the angel of death, parents would offer their firstborns to God. But then they could buy him back for five shekels. Luke informs us that when Mary's time of purification ended, 40 days after Christ's birth, that would be today, February 2nd, she went to the temple to be purified. She took a ritual bath. And then she presented her firstborn child to the Lord. Now recall at this presentation, the old man Simeon prophesied that the baby Jesus would not only be a sign of contradiction, he would be a light to the Gentiles. And that started a custom long, long ago of blessing new and old candles on February 2nd. And the feast became known as Candle mass: the wax, the wick, and the flame. Saint Anselm wrote that the wax, which is the production of the virginal bee, is the flesh of our Lord. The wick, which is within, is his soul. The flame, which burns on top, is his divinity. A priest wrote, Candles are beautiful symbols of our sacrifices. They are like living things. They eat and drink the wax from the bees, made collectively in association with sweetness. Candles breathe air, they move in their flames as they flicker. They communicate to our eyes a beautiful light and give contrast to their surroundings by illumination. Candles burn out at the end of their span. So do we. They are consumed for the Lord in the liturgy. So should we be? We do all these things that candles do. And so using candles in important times is a very wholesome and Catholic practice. Lighting one of these little candles in a church as a symbolic sacrifice of your prayers and petitions is entirely Natural. When the culture was Catholic, the faithful were obliged on candlemas to take part in an elaborate procession with blessed lighted candles. Inside the church, they would give a penny to the priest for their candle and it would burn before an image of the Blessed Virgin. The candle procession, quote, invaded and transformed the scriptural scene. The faithful were urged to internalize and picture themselves processing with Mary and Joseph as they brought the light of the world into the temple. When we bring our offering up to the altar, we bring the firstborn and present him to the Lord. But here's the thing we can't buy him back because he can't be bought, he can only be sold sold out due to our sins. Our merciful and faithful firstborn priest then offers due sacrifice to the Lord to expiate the sins of the people. He buys us back. He ransoms us. Look up at the crucifix. Look at the man of contradiction hanging on two contradicting beams. He's hanging for you, and that should break your heart. It should pierce it with a sword, and that is a good thing. It should excite in you a good disposition and prompt you to live and die for him, the light of the world, who died for you first.